Good morning. Welcome to morning prayers. Please stand all who are able and join me in a responsive reading of Psalm 107 found on page 54 in your Black Appleton Psalter. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. And gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works to the sons of men. For he satisfies him who is thirsty, and the hungry he fills with good things. Some sat in darkness and gloom, prisoners in affliction and crimes. For they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. Their hearts were bowed down with hard labor. They fell down with none to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He brought them out.
A Time to Talk by Robert Frost. When a friend calls to me from the road and slows his horse to a meaning walk, I don't stand still and look around on all the hills I haven't hoed and shout from where I am, what is it? No, not as there is a time to talk. I thrust my hoe into the mellow ground, blade end up and five feet tall, and plod, I go up to the stone wall for a friendly visit. Look out for each other. As a proctor living in a freshman dorm, this is the message I share with my entryway of 29th first year students in one of our required meetings in early August, in August at the start of each year. In those first days of school, these capable and ordinarily confident young people are naturally anxious and uncertain. I try to create a sense that we're all in this together. That as well as well intentioned as those adults around them are, everyone must step up in the community. For example, one of the times I cite this mantra is when we discuss parties at college and how important it is for friends to keep an eye out for other friends at parties and social life here on campus. This message represents a philosophy that it turns out even I underestimate. I met with a student recently, a sophomore. We were discussing what we would change about Harvard if we were magically granted some number of wishes. The student quickly said she would improve undergraduate culture around mental health. Too many people take pride in the self-inflicted stress their busy lives cause, she said. I asked what she thought might improve the stigma around mental health on campus. I asked what she had experienced that might give her ideas about how things, she could, how things could be better. This student has deep connections to the advising system here. I assumed she'd offer ideas like strengthening structures of support for students, making mental health clinicians more accessible, increasing programming, bringing counselors to the houses and to the freshman dorms. Instead, immediately, what she said made the difference has been her classmates, being able to talk with her immediate peers. They are the people who made her realize it was okay to recognize when the stress of Harvard life was having a deleterious effect on her well-being. I shouldn't be surprised by this. Part of my day job is running a peer advising program for first-year students. So it's not as if I don't know the value of peer mentoring for student success. At student events, I've suggested to a student, you know, you should take advantage of faculty office hours. In return, I get a smile and a polite nod. And then a peer advisor, a junior, sidles up and says to the student, you know, you should take advantage of faculty office hours. And the student then immediately starts taking notes as if we were giving the directions to the Holy Grail. What mattered to the student the other day was having friends and classmates who were open about their own vulnerabilities and with whom she felt comfortable sharing her ups and downs. When a friend is open about something that is not going well, it's easier to feel sh safe sharing something that might otherwise be perceived as weakness. In the full-time gallop of undergraduate schedules, it demands efforts, effort to respond when friends, to recall Frost's example, slow their horses and call out. It requires even more strength to be the one to look out for others and invite them to talk. After a tip from a colleague and a friend recently, I've added a question to my usual rhythm of advising conversations with students. I now ask, is there anyone you're worried about? These days, students are worried about a lot of people. Some are afraid for family members. Students see events, scary events around the country and fear what might happen to loved ones. Others, when prompted, share concerns about a friend who just doesn't seem himself or someone so stressed out about the summer job search that they seem to be falling into despair. As it's gotten colder the last couple of days, I lamented recently the increasing difficulty of recognizing people walking across campus. Folks have their hats pulled down low and their collars turned up high. Looking out for each other visually across the yard is simpler in those warmer months when people trot easily with raised faces. And I think it's easier too in the sense that I intended for students. Early in the semester, when assignments seem more manageable, 
extracurricular commitments feel lighter, exams are farther off. Maybe it's easier then to notice when someone is having a tough go of it. But in the colder, darker season, literally and metaphorically, it's perhaps even more important. We can do a lot as administrators, as advisors, as mentors, and teachers. But perhaps our biggest impact will be to continue to encourage students to look out for each other. In this season of Thanksgiving, I'm grateful for a lot in my personal life and my professional work. And I'm particularly thankful for students who foster this ethos of looking out for each other. Making time for those friendly visits is not always easy, as Robert Frost acknowledges. But there's a lot of looking out for each other to do these days. Please join me in saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now please stand all who are able and join us in the singing of the hymn, We Plow the Fields and Scatter, found on page four in your bulletin.
watch between you and I while we're absent one from another. May the Lord grant us peace until we meet again. Amen. Amen. Thank you.